I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Religion Today with Martin Tanner. A weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. Today is Easter Sunday. For this special sacred day, some descriptions of Jesus. Some I've read, some I've heard firsthand from those who saw him. Joseph Smith, of course, described Jesus as nearly exactly resembling his father in his likeness and appearance. He described him as brighter than the sun at noonday. And he described in one of his experiences that when Jesus and his father came close to Joseph Smith that he felt an indescribable love. This is the same kind of thing that many people describe when they have had near-death experiences and other visions entailing Jesus Christ. One of my dear close friends Howard Storm, the Reverend Howard Storm, not a Latter-day Saint, told me that Jesus rescued him from hell when he cried out for help. Howard had died on the street in Paris, France, from bleeding ulcer. At the time, he did not consider himself a good person and didn't go to a great place, but he pleaded for help And Jesus had compassion on him. Another dear friend of mine, Angie Fenimore, at one point tried to commit suicide and had a negative experience, but Jesus interceded on her behalf and pleaded her case before God so that she would be in a good, wonderful, bright place. As President Nelson and others have said, we are not to judge those who take their own life because many of them have burdens which are too great for them to bear. A lady named Linda said that as a child when she died in a hospital 
that Jesus kept her in his arms as she went towards heaven, told her that it was not yet her time and that she must return. Jesus told another child by the name of Randy, because you have seen the afterlife, you will never be the same again. Go and tell others. A young man named Tom, who was in his 20s at the time, realized during his encounter with Jesus after being struck by lightning and living to tell about it, that Jesus gives light to everything in the universe, including each of us, if we will but look to him. A man named David, who was shot by an angry relative with a shotgun, was taken by Jesus to an overlook of an enormous valley filled with millions of people where he was told that they were waiting for the second coming, for the resurrection, and for redemption. A man named Emmanuel said that Jesus gave him something to eat that tasted sweet. When he asked Jesus what it was, he said that it symbolized the word of God in scriptures and that he was always to remember it and read the scriptures often. A dear friend of mine who has since passed away, Dr. George Ritchie, M.D., was taken by Jesus, who he described as ancient but more modern than any man, strong and loving beyond all description. George said that Jesus showed him different realms in the afterlife and different places in this life. A woman who I heard from who had been blind from birth named Vicki was reluctant to come back from her near-death experience because she was able to see for the first time. But Jesus told her that her life's mission was not completed. She was going to get married and have children. And so reluctantly, Vicki agreed to come back. She never regretted that decision. A young child named Clara was shown by Jesus some future things about her life so that she would want to go back to earth and be with her family. A woman saw Jesus and he told her, I shed my blood for you. I suffered for you. I gave my life for you. Go and tell others. Before an eight-year-old with cancer passed away, he told his pediatric oncologist at Yale New Haven Hospital, who at the time was an atheist, that he, at one point when he was very sick, saw Jesus riding with him and some other children who were having a difficult time on a school bus 
going to school. This was just one of a number of experiences which, after this little boy passed away, transformed this atheist Yale New Haven Hospital MD into a believer in Jesus and an afterlife. A man named Ralph, who was a cancer patient, had an NDE where he encountered a beautiful, luminous, bright being who he took to be Jesus. And Ralph noted that Jesus didn't look anything like the traditional images of him, but Jesus cured his cancer and told him that he would be all right. John was in the presence of Jesus, who expressed unconditional love and acceptance of him. Jesus then reached out and embraced him, and John felt overwhelmed with the love Jesus has for him and all of us. John knew the hug was meant to overcome his feeling of being unwanted from being neglected as a child. And at that point, John felt healed from his past. Jesus then told him, admonished him, to go and love others too in this same way. Sandra asked Jesus, what is the most important thing in life when she had died in a hospital operation and saw Jesus? He told her, what is important is how we show our love for God by the way we treat others. Sandra also learned that when we die, we go into the spirit world where we will all meet Jesus. That was her message. David, who is not a Christian, learned in his near-death experience that Jesus is the being who is chosen and entrusted by God to help everyone progress line upon line, precept upon precept. David learned that Jesus is more like God than anyone else, and God loves Jesus because he is the best example of what humans need to become. I found that a wonderful description. When we come back more about Jesus, what he's like now, what he will be like for each one of us when we see him. Stay tuned. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Easter Sunday. We'll be right back. Religion Today with Martin Tanner continues on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're back. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. It is Easter Sunday. For me, the best holiday of all. I love Easter more even than I enjoy Christmas. Easter symbolizes so much more. It was the most magnificent and wonderful of all of the revered holidays in early Christianity. If you have a question or comment about this program or any other program, if you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to be in touch with me by email. Send it to martinstanner at gmail.com, martinstanner at gmail.com, and I will be happy 
to respond. One of the descriptions that I like the very most about Jesus came from Dr. George Ritchie. I mentioned this briefly before. Here's another part of Dr. Ritchie's description from his near-death experience. George Ritchie died in the hospital from double pneumonia. He said, far more than power, what emanated from Jesus' presence was an astonishing, unconditional love. It was a love beyond my wildest imagining. It was a love that knew every unlovable thing about me, the quarrels that I had with my stepmom, my explosive temper, my thoughts that I could never control, and every other mean, selfish, and bad thing that I'd ever done since the day that I was born. And yet, Jesus loved me anyway. After George's life review, he was shown a number of different places that helped him learn even more. A young man named John had a near-death experience in which he felt his whole soul was immersed in love. John asked Jesus, what is the most important thing? And Jesus told him it was to love others like the love that he now felt. John asked, why is love so important? And he was told because love puts everything else in perspective. Love bonds everyone to God. Love bonds everyone to each other. Love heals and cleanses souls. Jesus also warned him and admonished him that evil is real and evil beings are real. They are powerful and cunning enemies who follow Satan in an ongoing fight for the souls of people on earth. Jesus told John that everyone needs to learn to love and not shirk their duty to fight against evil. Jesus told him that love is the greatest protection, personal protection, against evil because evil does not love and cannot exist with love. I thought that was fascinating. Some descriptions from near-death experiences of people who saw Jesus. Randy said, quote, I knew right away it was Jesus. I knew by his eyes, close quote. Valine said, quote, you can see yourself mirrored in Jesus' eyes. He can look straight into you. You know he knows everything about you. He glows with a bright Brilliant like like diamonds under an extremely bright light. Close quote. Duncan was dying of leukemia and he had near-death experience during which he encountered Jesus who appeared as a being beautiful, but according to Duncan, not like any of the traditional images that he had seen of Jesus. He said Jesus' eyes were bright, brighter than fire, when he looked straight at him. And he communicated 
with his mind, sort of a telepathic message. He said, Duncan, it's enough. It's dead and it's gone. And Duncan understood this to mean that he would no longer have leukemia. He understood that Jesus had cured him. And Duncan did, in fact, recover from his leukemia. I heard this from his treating physician, Dr. Ken Ring. Descriptions about Jesus. He is tall, slender, but very strong and handsome. And when he hugs you, it feels like a million volts of loving electricity going through your body, close quote. Teenager named Susan made that comment. Lorraine had this description of Jesus, quote, everything you would want to see in Jesus' face is there, close quote. Clara, the young lady, made this description of Jesus. I saw him. He was dressed in brilliant white, nearly floor-length robe, and he was wearing sandals. He has a strong, loving face and a broad chin, and he communicated just by looking at me, close quote. There was a woman named Margaret who had passed away in a car accident but was later revived. She said, quote, when I first saw him, talking about Jesus, the light and the glory and the surging of power was so tremendous. It was like an avalanche of feeling all over me. At the present time, I just don't feel I have found a way to describe what it was like. An indescribable contentment, uplifting, a tremendous love. It felt like being completely out of yourself almost. An unusually vivid knowledge of the intense, sympathetic love and warmth that emanated from him. This was something that I had been told Jesus had love, but I had no idea what it was really like until I actually felt it. This is the feeling that you will have as you come into the light someday, close quote. A young man said this, Quote, and then suddenly I heard this voice and it said, What have you done with your life to show me? And then I looked and there it was. Every single thing, my whole life was just right there. And he showed it all to me, right there with him beside me. I saw it according to my own understanding. It helped me understand the importance of life. A 13-year-old named Lynn had heart failure. She had a serious heart disease. She temporarily died on the operating table and saw Jesus. Lynn asked Jesus why she had her heart condition, and Jesus lovingly told her, quote, your heart condition is a challenge to help you learn and grow and be compassionate, close quote. Jesus told a young boy who was 12 years old who was hit by a car while riding a bike 
that he should tell people that he, Jesus, is real and loves him. Jesus also told him, don't worry if some people doubt your story, because one day everyone will see for themselves what you are seeing right now, close quote. I thought that was a beautiful description. During Rick's near-death experience, Jesus told him, Tell people these are the last days before I return. I am coming soon for the sake of all those who believe in me. Close quote. Jesus does believe in all of us. Have a wonderful, blessed Easter. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Join me next week. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.